When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello to Newcastle United fans watching on Twitter and Chelsea fans watching on the Chelsea Football London Facebook page. I'm Andrew Musgrove. I work up in Newcastle covering Newcastle United. You'll know the gentleman next to me, Oliver Harbour, who covers Chelsea for Football London. And we're discussing, as you might have guessed, Newcastle versus Chelsea. Early kickoff tomorrow. First game back after the international break. How are you feeling about tomorrow, Oliver? Is it a game that you think Chelsea are favourites for? Just delighted to be back with some Premier League football. Eh? I think the international break always uh, is a bit tedious for for football fans most of the time. Yeah, look, I think that Chelsea go into the game in a real strong run of form, fantastic run of form, really. Eight games unbeaten and, and looking like a team that have got it together on both sides of the pitch, which is something that you couldn't say they had last season. Um, you know, Chelsea won't be at their fullest strength. Um, I don't think, you know, they, they have got a few issues after the international break. You always have that, obviously, players travelling back and especially now with all the COVID regulations and the and the testing, there's always interesting times and worries. So, you know, I do think that Chelsea go into the game favourites, but they probably went into the game favourites last season and we all know what happened last season as well at St James's Park. So, you know, I think that, um, yeah, they will do, but... You know, I think that you can't take a game like Newcastle for granted. I think uh, one thing that Chelsea fans, well, Chelsea will be delighted about is the fact there is no fans in the stadium. I think this is one of the grounds where, you know, I've seen it firsthand. The fans make a massive difference and uh, to not have the supporters in the stadium will certainly help Chelsea a little bit. I mean, how do you see that side of it as well? Obviously, it's disappointment with no fans, but how much of a difference do those fans make to the Newcastle team in home games? I think it makes a huge difference. You mentioned there the game last season where Chelsea pretty much threw everything they had at Newcastle and he didn't end up scoring in the last minute. And it was like Newcastle had, had won had won a cup and it was it was absolutely brilliant to, to be there and part of that. And the, the atmosphere was brilliant, but it, I felt that only really happened because of that cliche 12th man, you know, the fans were roaring them on and every time a block was made, every time a save was made, the fans just get got more and more, you know, up about it and you could feel it was turning and and, and when Hayden scored the, the feeling was amazing I think it does affect Newcastle because when you haven't necessarily got the quality that a Chelsea side has or you know a Spurs side or what have you Man City you need that extra helping from your fans and Newcastle United you know back their team and it, it does help and when you're in that cauldron that is St James's Park it plays a huge huge uh, part of a game and you know the Chelsea obviously haven't got the best of records up here at St James's Park and I, I you know I think that is largely due to St James's Park and the fans um, you know Mourinho struggled with it as well it hit various clubs um, but it'll be interesting to see I mean I think Lampard played it down in his press conference he said you know basically saying it doesn't really give anyone advantage it, you know we're seeing this season you know anything can happen um, it will certainly be interesting but um yeah, I mean, it's just a daunting game. When you look at the, the stats so far of Chelsea's season, the amount of goals they've scored, the run of form they're on, 
it's Dorton. And I think all Newcastle United fans can cling to is that stat. Um, and I have it written down somewhere here that you know, Newcastle, I think, have only lost once against Chelsea in recent times, which is um, mm. at home, which is a brilliant record. I'm not one for stats, really, but I think that's what Newcastle fans will be clinging on to. Um, how, how do you see it going? I mean, it, it, it is Dorton for Newcastle and Chelsea obviously vying you know, for the top end of the table um, and they'll, they'll want to kickstart the run into the new year with a, with a good win tomorrow. Yeah, I think so. Like, I think if, if Lampard's being honest, I mean, these are the sorts of games, the away games he would be looking that he has to get three points for. I think, you know, these were the games last season where they didn't, didn't get the points and that kind of they, they managed to get fourth place, but it, it could have been a lot easier if they'd if they'd done it. I mean, I think, you know, what you'll see from a Chelsea side is um a big difference to the side that did play at St. James's Park last season. You know, that was the game really that um because I believe it was in, in the middle of the transfer window, wasn't it? The January transfer window. And that was the game where Lampard afterwards was probably the most vocal he had been about his players and about what they needed in the transfer window. And they they went and got it. I mean, in the summer, they absolutely, they didn't in the January transfer window, but they did in the summer. You know, and you're going to see the likes of Hakim Ziyech, who's been just electric since he's kind of come back from injury. Timo Werner has really started to get going as well. Kai Havertz is a doubt for tomorrow. He's not he's not expected to play. He was he tested positive for, for COVID before the Ren Champions League game and he missed the international break, obviously, with Germany. So he's getting back and he's just got back to, to training on his own uh, yesterday. So, He's a doubt. What you also see from the Chelsea side is a team that have got it together at the back, which is just nothing that they had last season. Edouard Mendy's been fantastic in goal coming in. Ben Chilwell, you know, has been excellent. You know, it will be a big blow that we we expect Thiago Silva not to play tomorrow as well because he travelled back from South America and and they're really managing his sort of game time because he played two games for Brazil. They've obviously got another big Champions League game against Ren next week as well. So it's likely that maybe Antonio Rudiger or Andreas Christensen will come in at centre-back. So there's an opportunity there for Newcastle, for sure, to get at that centre-back partnership. Had been so strong with Zuma and, and Thiago Silva. But, you know, this is a sort of game that if if Lampard and Chelsea want any chance of pushing for a Premier League title this season, you know, you have to pick up three points at, at, at a game like that. So, you know, I think that's that's basically how they're going to view it uh, over the course of the 90 minutes. You mentioned... Tim Werner there. I mean, if he scores against Newcastle, he'll be the first Chelsea player since Didier Drogba to score in five successive matches in all competitions back to November 2009. <clears throat> Sorry. Which is quite a stat. And we all know Drogba like to absolutely terrorise Newcastle even before he joined Chelsea. So that's just another nightmare comparison to make there, which will certainly maybe frighten Newcastle United fans. Um, you've mentioned there the defence and maybe the change-up might happen. Is that the weak point for New, for Chelsea and that's something that Newcastle need to exploit? Um, or is there any other weaknesses that um, if you're Steve Bruce, you'd be you'd be pinpointing and getting your players to go after? Yeah, well, I think, you know, you look at the weaknesses last season and, and we were talking about the, the game with and Isaac Hayden's goal. I think that, you know, any time the ball went into the box from a set-piece goal kick, uh, sorry, free kick or or corner, then there was always a chance that Chelsea were going to concede. And they don't have that same issue at the moment this season. They seem to have really got it together in that respect. So that's probably one area where Steve Bruce would be a little bit disappointed that they have sorted it out. I mean, that was a real key threat. I think 
you know, I think they have started to sort it out. I think Thiago Silva missing is a big one. Um, but Kurt Zuma really has stepped up. Reese James at right back has looked exceptional and he's obviously had a few a week off as well. He only played one in one England game. Um, as I said, Mendy coming in. I think they found the balance as well now, Chelsea, which is good. They started the season in a 4-2-3-1, which left them really exposed at times defensively. Um, but now they've he's switched back to the 4-3-3, most likely with Kante playing in the holding role um, and probably Kovacic, I would say, um, starting alongside Mason Mount in the midfield. So there is a real balance there. I think on the counter-attack, I think there's still that chance to get at Chelsea. If they're overplaying, if they feel overconfident, they will push the wing uh, fullbacks very, very high and there could be that chance with pace um, to really get at them. I mean, where do you think that that could be exploited? I mean, who are the players? I mean, you know, I have to say one of my favourite players not in a Chelsea shirt is Alan San Maximum. I think the guy is just electric and he's just oh, he's great to watch. I mean, what, who else do you reckon would be the guys that, that Bruce might look to exploit? Do you think that's an area he might look to exploit sort of on the counter? Yeah, definitely. I think that's the way Newcastle are set up to 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 win games, and it hasn't always worked. I mean, Alan St. Maxman the past few weeks he's just not looked himself. There's a debate whether he's been playing in the wrong position at the moment. He's playing a kind of a ten role, a central role, free role, and it's not really working because many people, and I'm I'm one of these who think this, he's more at home on the wing where he can get the ball and he can just run at the full back because he's got such good control of the ball that when he's running at a defender, they don't know which way to turn and he, he often gets past them. Often he maybe holds on the ball a bit too long or he makes the wrong decision. That'll come in time. But the point is, is that he does create so much uh, fear in fullbacks. He puts it into them. Whereas when he's in this central role, he's, he's, he's just, it just doesn't look comfortable. He's had a new contract. There's debate over whether, you know, he's got that new contract and, and what have you. Maybe that's played an element, but Something's for sure that um, when he's on his day, Newcastle are a much better side. Recently, the past three or four games, he hasn't been, so they've looked a worse side. And they lack threat because without him, Callum Wilson is left isolated um, up top. Uh, and Callum Wilson, is a, you know, he's not 100% sure that he'll play tomorrow. He picked up a hamstring injury against Southampton. Thankfully for Newcastle fans, it's not as bad as first feared. Um, and he's been training in the last couple of days and Steve Bruce today said he looks comfortable and he wants to play. But it, Steve Bruce has to weigh up that. Is it worth him playing tomorrow, you know, starting tomorrow and then he gets injured and he misses three or four games that he didn't need to miss if he'd missed tomorrow? Um, obviously, that'll be music to the ears of Chelsea fans um, if, if Wilson did set out tomorrow because, you know, even in a side like Newcastle where they don't create too many chances, if he gets one chance, you know, the odds are in his favour because he's such a good striker and he's proven that already this season. He's got six Premier League goals. Um, he should have been in the England squad, I think many people um, would argue, maybe in place of a certain Mr. Tammy Abraham, but that's a, a debate maybe for another day. Um, and I think the counter only works when you have that confidence in a striker that you know will score more times than, than, than he'll miss and the options if Callum Wilson isn't playing, you got Andy Carroll. But again, is he the right striker to play against the Chelsea side when you don't have the ball? Probably not. Um, Joe Linton, who unfortunately isn't a number nine, he's got the number nine. But again, you're not confident he's going to score more times than he misses. Um, and it's just, it's just a bit 
Yeah, they're, they're dependent on one or two players, and if they're not on the game or they're not playing, then Newcastle, you know, don't really carry a threat, and that's the biggest uh, problem for Steve Bruce that he's got to sort in January. As for tomorrow, it's all about whether Callum Wilson starts, um, and obviously team news half eleven tomorrow. It'll be all eyes on that, and uh, I'm sure Frank Lampard will be watching with interest as well to see just who his defenders have to play against. Yeah, Callum Wilson is a guy that terrorised Chelsea a few times with Bournemouth as well. You know, he's we know what his skill set is. He's a good finisher, but he's you know he's quick, he's strong as well. He, he runs the lines, and he he, he can. He's not the sort of def- striker that the Chelsea defenders really like. To. I think the the interesting one you're talking about there is if Andreas Christensen, say Wilson isn't fit, Andy Carroll comes in, say uh, you know Christensen is a guy that has at times should he start tomorrow being a bit susceptible to to physical defender uh, strikers. He's not a guy that's held up his end very well when it comes to that physicality. I think that's something that Steve Bruce might look to do. You know, Thiago Silva could take. Andy Carroll in his stride, I think personally think because of the way you know he's such a mature defender and he's dealt with the likes of Andy Carroll for you know for years. I think Christensen still has that uh, question mark over his head. I have to say, um, but yeah, I think that that'll be a really interesting one. I think there'll be a big sigh of relief if Callum Wilson doesn't make the team for Chelsea. I have to say, I think that he is a player that could cause massive damage for the Blues, and he has done in the past, um, and. You know, I think that that's, that would be a, a massively important one. I think, you know, I personally think I, I, I think we know how the game is going to go in a lot of ways. You know, we expect Chelsea to to have the ball, um, have big possession of the ball. The one issue is just their tempo and whether they get the tempo right. I think what we've seen last season and for bits of this season, and that's why the frustration of the international break when it came, they, what they'd done is they'd started to really pace the tempo. They'd really stepped it up through the midfield and having the likes of, Kovacic and Mason Mount or Havertz in the middle meant that when they got the ball, they were moving it so much quicker and more creatively. And you kind of feel like with the international break, maybe that will take a step back because, you know, Mason Mount, for example, played three games in the international break. You know, the guy's played almost every game for Chelsea this season. And he's such an integral part of that tempo. Timo Werner has played almost every game as well. Um, Tammy Abraham has had a bit of a rest to expect him to start up top. Hakim Ziyech as well has just come back from injury and he's played pretty regularly since. So you do wonder if that fatigue might have been setting in slightly. And, you know, Lampard, has, as he said in his press conference, he's been frustrated at the time of the international break and the fact that they've, the players have only just come back and he was still waiting on some players as well to come back from international duty. So I'd say that, you know, Steve Bruce would no doubt say there's no good time to play Chelsea, but I think this is a good time to play Chelsea. I think after the international break, is a very, very good time to play this Chelsea team. What is Lampard's issue then with playing tomorrow so early on? Because some would say, well, actually, you know, you've got quite a decent squad. Um, and how badly do you think it, it will affect things tomorrow? Is is he just doing what kind of what every good manager is and maybe distracting from something else? Or is it, is it a genuine you know complaint of his that, you know, the game shouldn't be going ahead tomorrow because it doesn't allow players time to rest? Yeah, I think that I think that is the case. I think that, you know, from his point of view, I mean, we all know that Chelsea would have several international players going a, a, around the world. You know, Ziyech was off in Africa. Uh, Thiago Silva was off in South America. You obviously had all the players going around Europe. And I know that is the same for a lot of play, Premier League clubs. His point on that is, well, you know that that's the schedule. You know that these guys will be coming back, say, Wednesday, Thursday. 
and yet you're giving us a time of 12.30, especially at a time now where, as he said in his press conference, broadcasters, they've never had so many time slots and they've had all these other different times to, to do it. You know, I think what they would have looked at, obviously, is their next Champions League game is on the Tuesday. So, OK, Chelsea have to play on the Saturday. They can't do Sunday, Tuesday. And if they did Sunday, Tuesday, he would complain about that as well. It's one of those weird things. So I think it is taking the pressure. I think it will have some effect. I think it has to, um, you know, and obviously it is having an effect in the sense of 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 the fact that they will be missing the likes of Thiago Silva. Um, Timo Werner might be a doubt as well if he's you know fully, completely fully fit Mason Mount as I said has gone through all the games it is a difficult situation and also just the situation we're all in at the moment you know the fact that these guys are breaking from their bubbles um, you know of the clubs going across the world and then having to come back and they're waiting on negative tests and everything's up in the air you know you look at the players that Liverpool have lost as well and you know it's just this weird situation you're thinking in the current climate why are we then playing three international games one of them being a friendly I mean it just doesn't make any sense so that's his argument I mean it will be sort of taking the pressure off his players slightly but you know he'll still be expecting a win and if the performances are as low you know he has that argument to fall back on but that's just uh that's the life of of sort of being one of the, one of the top teams in the Premier League I guess can Chelsea handle that expectation because I mean is the expectation that they come up here they beat Newcastle probably comfortably in some people's eyes and then they kick on and they look to, to the midweek game and, you know, they're sitting comfortably towards the top end of the Premier League. Is that an expectation that you think, because it is quite a young side as well and, you know, for Newcastle um, could do with a bit more experience. They, you know, they do have the likes of Jeff Hendrick and Hayden who obviously aren't as talented as maybe some of the Chelsea players, but they do carry maybe a bit more experience. Yeah, I think, look, I think last season was a real... Um, test for the younger players more and I think they had to get used to that you know they it wasn't quite the situation we've had this season where you know they had a bit more time to, to develop and get in and also they had the transfer ban as kind of that buffer as well you know there was this type of well if you don't get top four this season you know we weren't able to bring players in blah 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 but you know now they've they've brought in well, I think it's been well documented you know more than 200 million pounds worth of talent and so there has to be that expectation and, and Lampard knows that I think that's he's made that pretty clear he knows what kind of a club Chelsea is you know in the Abramovich era they've been very used to winning and that's that's the kind of club that Chelsea are and if you know you want to compete in all four fronts you have to deal with this situation you have to deal with the fact that you know you do have a game every two, every three days, big games as well. Premier League, we know no game's an easy game. You know, Newcastle will be one of, definitely one of the tougher games as well, uh, you know, especially away from home. And so, you know, you have to, you have to sort of manage that. And I think they do understand that and appreciate that. And the young players, you know, they they have to understand that as well. It's a, it's a quick learning curve for them. Um you know, they have, as I said, they brought in some experience with Thiago Silva. They still got the likes of Aspilicueta. They've got, you know, World Cup winners in their squad. They've got, we talk about young players, but, you know, all of them now are, are international players as well. So they, they've got the experience there, so they should do. I mean, you look at a game like Newcastle and and it should it should be a game they win. And if they want to win the Premier League, they want to be up there talking about it, it's a game they have to be. I mean... Where do you see this as in Newcastle's priorities as well? I was interested by that. I mean, Steve Bruce, for example, if if Newcastle get beat, how will the opinion of Bruce at the moment with everyone, with the fans, how will that sort of go, do you think? I think 
it's about how they get beat. And I know <laughs> to Chelsea fans, that's going to sound strange because it just <laughs> sounds defeatist. And, you know, look, Newcastle United fans get slowed for this whole, we want them in the Champions League. And look, we want them in the Champions League, but we don't demand it because we realise that it's not going to happen anytime soon. Um, it's just about how they get beat um, if they do, because Southampton was such a bad performance. You know, with a win, Newcastle would have been into the top four. You know, everyone was talking about Southampton and how they win, they go top the ta- top of the table. But a win for Newcastle would take them in, into the top four. So, and for them to turn up the way they did, and instantly, you know, Newcastle just played off the park, and they just looked—I don't know what they were—they were, they were just really, really bad. So, there's that element that Newcastle United fans they need to see a reaction, um, and it is all about having players who put the heart in. Newcastle have got a lot of them players but we need to see a reaction from what happened against Southampton. And then also if, New, if Newcastle do get beat, which I understand, you know, a lot of people will, will say they will do. Um, they've got to get beat with a little bit of self-respect and not just, you know, roll over and let Chelsea do what they do because, you know, they've got world-class players because Newcastle, like I say, if Anson Maximum's on his game, you know, he, he will terrorize Chelsea's defense. It's just, they've got the players, but it's just about, kicking them up the backside and getting them motivated for that. Um, but I mean, Newcastle have only lost, um, if I can read my writing on my notes here, one of the last five games against sides above them. So there is hope. And again, I'm not one for stats, but I'm I'm clinging to them for tomorrow. Um, I think it's one of, those, those, one of those things, isn't it? As you said, I mean, you know, Chelsea have been on a very, very good run. But if we look at those teams, the teams they've played and the performances against them, you know, Sheffield United are not the Sheffield United of last season. They look so off the pace and, mm. and not at them. Wren, you know, it was a Champions League game, but again, they were in a very similar position. I think for Newcastle, what they have to do and, and what they did last season is just get at Chelsea as well and just put them under some pressure because Chelsea have been on a fantastic run, but they've come up against teams that just have put them under no pressure whatsoever, really. And it's looked very, very comfortable. I mean, Edward Mendy has made, I think, six clean sheets since his arrive, but you know, in those games, hardly world-beating saves. He's made some very good saves, um, but he hasn't been tested massively. And you know, I think we we would probably all expect him not to be tested massively regularly tomorrow. But it's about getting at the players and getting at the defenders. I think that's where Chelsea, if they are a bit sort of tired and flagging from the international break and and not at their tempo, if they're really under pressure, then you could see some of the cracks from last season definitely come back. I think that's the issue, though. We look at the stats Newcastle are bottom of the the table in terms of chances created they've only had 64 shots on goal so that is one of the main issues is that they don't create enough while at the other ends they've conceded the most shots on goal they've seen Carl Dolo produce the most saves I think last season Dubravka um, who um, obviously is missing tomorrow he had a similar stat about him saving the most shots and it's an it's an issue and I think at some point for Newcastle, this whole create uh, uh, conceding too many shots on goal, it's gonna it's gonna come and it's gonna bite them really badly. Will that be tomorrow? Well, you look at the players as Chelsea have, then there's always a chance. But there will be a cricket score at some point in this season if Steve Bruce doesn't sort out this tendency of his sides just conceding shot after shot after shot because Carl Darlow can only can only save so many. You know, I think he got man of the match against uh, Manchester United and Newcastle ended up conceding four, if I'm not mistaken. Um, 
and that's the kind of situation you cast to find themselves in. So when you've got a, a side like Chelsea have littered with stars and clinical strikers and, and clinical midfielders who like who like a goal and a, a goal or two, then there's always that worry that one, two is going to be followed by three or four. And tomorrow, I, I, I do fear slightly. I know Newcastle do well against teams above them and Newcastle do well against Chelsea, but without the backing of their fans, it's a totally different game. Um, and I'm just worried that Newcastle, they might get beat quite comfortably tomorrow um, just because Chelsea are going to be clinical and uh, do what not a lot of other teams have managed to do and take advantage of Newcastle's uh, weakness at the back where they do concede a lot of goals and going forward, you know, Newcastle, they just don't create enough and I just, on paper, it just looks like a comfortable Chelsea win to me. Well, I think that's the one, the one difference from last season is that you know, last season Chelsea had one of the most shots in the Premier League. I think they might have only been behind maybe Manchester City for a long time of the season, but they, you know, didn't score those goals. They were very, you know, they weren't clinical at all. And that was the one thing Lampard made very, very clear. Now the stats are completely reversed in the fact that they are a lot more clinical. That's that's what they've brought. I mean, Tino Werner, we know it's just you know what he was what he's been one of the sharpest shooters in the in the European football for the last couple of seasons and now he's bringing that and he's finally finding his feet as well you know Hakim Ziyech if he plays tomorrow I do expect him to play he's just a guy that can make something happen out of absolutely nothing he'll try something you know he'll try a pass six times won't work but then that seventh time he just cuts the defence open and you know when you've got a guy of Abraham's pace and and Werner's pace and ability, then you know they they show now that they just are so much more clinical than they used to be, and and that's the real difference. I think that's that's when you sort of look over the two games. I mean, in Chelsea's view, if they do go on and get the win, then that will be the key. There we go. We we'd, we'd been talking about your dog not making an appearance, but I think people just heard it there. Um, but it's perfect timing because we'll finish with score predictions. I'll let you go first, Oliver, and you can give us a, a score prediction. Um, I'm going to go with 2-0 Chelsea, I think. Two. <laughs> and the dog reappeared. Um, but there you go, 2-0 Chelsea. I am going to also back Chelsea to win. I'm going to go 4-1. Four, four, I do think Newcastle will will scrape a goal back. I just can't see anything other than, it, than a Chelsea win. But usually when I do that, Newcastle end up uh, winning. So fingers Every time crossed. I predict a Chelsea win, they end up <laughs> losing. So, I mean, um, I once predicted, I think it was the FA Cup final against Arsenal, and I predicted a something stupid. They just won the title, you know, under Conte. I think I predicted a 4-1, 5-1 win, and they went on and lost. So my predictions are usually rubbish. But I think, uh, yeah, I'm, I'll stick with a 2-0 win. Um, we'll see. <laughs> and then given, given the results as well this season that we've seen all over the place, that like anything can happen tomorrow, but it is just Newcastle without the fans, which is my biggest fear. And obviously without Callum Wilson, if he doesn't play, but we'll wait to see what the team sheet is tomorrow. Um, Oliver, it's been a pleasure to uh, Chelsea page. Thank you for having me on. Um, and I'm Thanks sure me on as well. <laughs> fans on our Twitter page have enjoyed watching. Um, yeah, enjoy your weekend and to everyone watching and enjoy your weekend. And hopefully, um, well, no, hopefully it's the right result for Newcastle. <laughs>